The views and opinions expressed here on Wrestling Wind Down are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of any other agency, organization, employer, or company. What's up, guys? It's Lo, and you are tuned in to Wrestling Wind Down, a female-founded and hosted podcast dedicated to professional wrestling and our favorite adult beverage. Wrestling is a sport that has been proven to bring people together. Whether you're an older fan that has been watching for years or a new young fan, wrestling has a way of connecting individuals. On this episode, I am joined by Victor Perry, also known as Mr. Perry, to his students. Victor is a teacher in the New York area who went viral on Twitter this year when he displayed his wrestling club that he hosts at his school. We'll be chatting all about the club, including how the students became interested in professional wrestling, what superstars and matches they enjoy watching, their big adventure to Madison Square Garden for a WWE show, and what Victor hopes the future holds for the wrestling club. This is one of the most inspiring episodes that I've had so far on Wrestling Wind Down because a lot of us, myself included, wish that we had a wrestling club, whether it was at school, outside of school, we wanted that growing up. So to see Victor take charge and be able to bring these young students a safe platform where they can enjoy wrestling and have friends that like the same thing they do is absolutely amazing. So grab your glass of wine. We're going in for the three count. As I mentioned in my intro, I have Victor Perry here. Victor, it is so nice to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm happy to have you here. When did you become a wrestling fan? When I was in third grade, I have a twin brother. Um, I'm originally from South Georgia, so a small, small town. There wasn't a lot for us to do, so we found wrestling. I remember watching, I believe it was Saturday night, Velocity. Mm-hmm. It was Velocity. Um, I remember seeing, I think, Paul London wrestle in a tag team match. And I was like, oh, this is cool. And then before we knew it, it came on again on Monday. And we were like, wait, this is actually entertaining. And before we knew it, we just became like fans. You've been a fan for a long time. I know a lot of people, they fall out of liking wrestling. They come back to it. What has kept you interested for so long? It's my, I fell out a little um, when I went to college. My brother stayed in it and he would keep me updated. He was, he would always say like, man, you're missing out on like, Sasha Banks, uh, you're missing out on Oscar. You're missing out on Seth Rollins. I knew of Roman uh, just because of the association with The Rock. But I was like, yeah, yeah, I got life to live. And so I would check in here and there. But during the pandemic, it literally reinvigorated me into this sport. I didn't have much to do. So I just turned it on and just fell in love with it more as an adult than I did as a kid. Because I understood the business and I understood the storylines and I understood characters and I understood where the end goal was as opposed to just watching it for the my favorite. I finally understood the business and like it drew me closer to it, if that makes sense. It does make sense. And I think I'm pretty much the same way. So I had started when I was younger and kind of phased out when I was a teenager and got back into it probably like five or six years ago. But it's interesting that you say that because a lot of people realize that once they're an adult, you know, it's different than when you watched it as a kid, you kind of realize 
these are real life people. They're able to have so many talents and do so much. You mentioned Sasha Banks. She's so great in the ring, but she's great outside of the ring. And as adults, I feel like we can fully enjoy her journey and others who have also, you know, stepped out to do other stuff outside of the ring. But who are some of your favorites to watch? So as a kid, Victoria and Randy Orton. Uh, I don't know if I like Victoria mainly because my name was Victor and like my mom's name is Victoria. But I remember seeing her and I was like, well, she's crazy. And like, I liked that she was so not the traditional model for what they were going for at that time. She was strong, but athletic and beautiful at the same time. And it was just really cool to see. And then, of course, Randy Orton. He, he had the swag that I wanted as a kid. I, I don't know why I identified more with him over John Cena, because I believe everyone at that age when we were watching it were Cena fans. But I was yeah. Orton all the way. Um, but it's interesting now that I watch it. Um, I have so many favorites. Um, I love Carmelo Hayes. I'm like the fact that we talk and like we follow each other is the best thing. Um, Sasha Banks, Bianca, of course, Roman, Ricochet, um, Oscar, Charlotte Flair, Seth Rollins. Cannot forget my man, Seth. There's like so many amazing talent. And I think what's interesting nowadays is they all get to shine. As well as before, it was if you weren't the main event and if you weren't uh, no shade to Trish or Lita, like you didn't get the same opportunities to perform and gain fans. Um, so I think it's dope to see how it has modified and progressed over the years. I agree. Earlier this year, Twitter was introduced to your wrestling club. Before we dive into this amazing venture, how long have you been teaching for? Six and a half years. Oh, my God. <laughs> so what subjects have you taught have you taught the same one the whole time or have you kind of mixed it up ela has been my um subject grades wise i've taught fifth and then just recently i've been teaching sixth you started this wrestling club what inspired you to bring your love of wrestling to the classroom i really didn't there was not one culminating moment where i was i just want to start a wrestling club i think it brought me so much joy as an adult I just had to, I mentioned it once to a kid. I was like, there's this freak of an athlete, Bianca Belair. And like, I'm going to go meet her. And I was like, she's incredible. And the kid was like, I love Bianca. And I was like, oh, really? He was like, yeah, I love wrestling. And then some of the other kids were like, I like wrestling too. And so then I was kind of like, hmm. I said, well, do y'all want to watch a match? And they were like, yeah, sure. So we watched, I'll never forget it her segment with Bailey, it was the, like the Olympic type thing. Oh, when she carried Otis. Yes. Yeah. And other kids just erupted in like joy. They were like, whoa. So I was just kind of like, could we do this like every day? (laughs) And so um, I took one student, the one student who did mention that he liked her, I took him to meet her. And then we actually ended up winning tickets for him to see Raw that same day. This was right around Survivor Series when they came to Barclays. And I was just like, y'all want to do a wrestling club? And the kids were like, yeah. So I was like, all right, I'm going to apply for it. I'm going to, you know, put in the work to get it official. But until then, we'll just watch it during our recess and during our lunch and after any testing. Um, that's when it first started. It was originally after we took what we call interim assessments, which are in preparation for the state test. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a long day of testing. So the kids are literally like pooped. And so our principal was just like, keep them quiet, put on a movie, let them play games. So of course I put on wrestling. And before I knew it, 
It just became a thing, and now it's our wrestling club. Did you grow up with a wrestling club? Have you? Did you hear of one before starting your own? No. Um, the closest wrestling club I had was when I was in sixth grade. It was my twin brother and I and a couple other friends. We created, well, we stole John Cena's gimmick, uh, Chain Gang, and we called us the Chain Gang, and we were so mean because we each got to be a wrestler. So I was Orton, of course. My brother was Cena. Another kid was Triple H. Another one was HBK. And I forgot who was Batista. And we let one girl in the program because all the girls were like, it's lame. But they were, of course, Trish. And we would sit at our table every day at lunch. And all we would do, we bring the magazines. We bring the action figures, like the T-shirt stuff, like the, you know, John Cena used to make the sweatbands. Like back yeah. in the day, that was really popular. Like, and then like the belts and like all the other kids would be so jealous. Like, can we sit at your table? No. And my mom, she's a computer analyst. So she got a printer in her house. So we got to print out like all kinds of like posters and stuff that we would have at our lunch table. And that would be like our little club where we would get to like talk about wrestling. We didn't know what we were talking about, but we would just talk about every night. Like, I think this person's going to win or this person's going to lose like that type of thing. How were you able to gather so many students? I've watched your videos and you have like a whole room full. It seems like they're all interested in it. I watch and I'm like, wow, you know, I see boys, I see girls and they're all into it. Is it something that you asked all of your students? Like, are you interested in wrestling or did you kind of let them trickle in and let you know that they enjoy the sport? I started out asking and then I was kind of like, let the magic work for itself. You know, a lot of the kids are too cool for school, that type of attitude, especially black and brown children. Mm -hmm. um, they don't find that entertaining on that, that, that world. And so I was just kind of like, I'm just going to allow it to do its magic because I know they're going to find joy in it. And so it started out, I remember when I first started the club with the whole class, my homeroom, five kids were watching. The rest were talking, doing their own thing. And then the next time I did it, seven kids were more interested before I know it, like the whole class. And something that really touched me on Wednesday this past week, a little girl came up to me, she was very quiet. She doesn't really like speak and she's very curly. She's like, Mr. Perry. I was like, yes, what's up? She was like, can I please join the wrestling club? I was like, of course. And she was like, I was at home watching Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair and I want to join the club because I want to watch them. And I was like, See, this is what representation is. Mm -hmm. Like, she probably thought it was lame. And she saw those two giants of women who represent so much inspire her. And you never know, like, she could literally become a wrestler or fall in love with it. And so I thought that was dope. I was just kind of like, okay. And so now, I can't even kid you not, it's become a problem where it's like, are we watching wrestling today? And I'm like, no, we got to learn. <laughs> We got, we got some stuff to get y'all ready for for seventh grade. So it's like, it's interesting to see like how now it's become like this thing and like other teachers, they're like, oh, there you go, Perry. I want to <laughs> join. Like, are you doing any more trips? I'll come chaperone. So it's really cool to see how infectious uh, it has been in our school. From the videos you've shared, I've seen a handful of young ladies who are in the club and you just mentioned one as well. Do you notice that their interest exceeds the young boys in the club or is it less than theirs? It exceeds when it's a women's match. Mm. It exceeds them greatly. They do like Roman. They like 
the ricochets, like the athletic, like those flippy mm-hmm. like the ones that can do all those moves. But that's usually when it's like, whoa. Uh, but the boys, they're just in it. Yeah. <laughs> they they want to see the Attitude Era. And I'm like, I can't show you that. Uh, <laughs> like, they want to see the, you know, this, the, the beat downs. How do the parents feel about their children being involved in the club? Is it something that the parents like sign off on or how does that work? No, um, no sign offs yet because I haven't finished filling out like it's a long process. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be an official after school program next year uh, for the school year. So it's going to be something where it's like going to be from like four to like 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. And that's when it's going to really I'm going to need parent approval um, and things of that nature, but it's going to be fun. Like, it's not just going to be sitting down watching wrestling. And I can talk to you later about like what that's going to look like, but no, um, when I took the kids to Madison Square Garden, did a parental form and the parents, they were all like, thank you. Like I got so many thank yous. And it was just like, wow. Like I didn't expect them to be so like, cause like you mentioned wrestling, the parents were like, what? Like we watched that when we were in, you know, kids like what? No, but they were like, they were like, what can we do to help support? What do we need to send, after our, send with our kids? It's been, like I said, it's been very positive, um, which is something that I think we all need, uh, especially with the last few years that we've had. You just mentioned that you brought a handful of students to WWE show in Madison Square Garden. Can you take me through the process from start to finish of, you know, finding the event, trying to figure out which students wanted to go, getting them there, enjoying the show and their feedback after the show? That was a whirlwind, um, to say the least. It started out, the kid who told me about, the very first kid that I mentioned who said he liked Bianca Belair, he texted me on a Friday during SmackDown. I missed it. I was out with some coworkers. And he was like, WWE's coming to New York City next week. And I was like, no, that's impossible. Like, I was like, I would have gotten a notification. He was like, no, they said it on TV. They're coming next week. He misunderstood. It said tickets will be going on sale next week. <laughs> so, but I did my research and I was like, oh, wow, they're coming twice. They're coming March 5th and March 25th. So I was like, okay, which one do I take them to? Because I had to think about pricing. I had to think about like logistics. Logistically, I should have taken them to the 25th, which was in Brooklyn, but I'm glad I didn't because that was SmackDown. It's a lot different than the house shows when it's like, it's a lot more fun at the house shows. So I'm glad I stuck with like my intuition and took them to the March 5th show. And so initially it was, who wants to go? And like 40 kids. I was just like- Oh my goodness. But then sadly, um, a lot of them weren't vaccinated. And so that cut out 75% because the venue required them to be vaccinated. Um, so a lot of them didn't get to go. So that broke my heart. So I was like, dang, I would have taken all 40. Um, but for the nine that did go first, I was like, let me just pick some tickets. It was like 130. And I was like, wait, this is so much money. So I called and they were like, we do group stuff. And I was like, oh, cool. And it's like, you just have to have this amount of people going and we'll give you a discount. And they gave us a massive discount and we had like some great seats. Um, and so the day of I had kids, it was so crazy because COVID, you know, you can't ride in lifts like how you used to could and you can't share. So the Lyft driver was really nice. He allowed me to take like six kids in the car. We were all like bunched up and they've never been. To, I asked them like, have y'all been to Manhattan? They're like, no, not really. I was like, oh, wow, this is going to be interesting. Like, And so I had my day planned. I was like, I know how kids are. Uh, and I've been to Madison Square before. So I was like, I know there's a Sabaro across the street. 
which is pizza. Pizza is carb heavy. So if I feed them there, they're not going to want to eat at this venue. So it's less money to spend, less waiting in lines, more time to be in the venue and soak up the experience. So we get to Madison Square Garden, we go to Sabaro, and I'm like, just have at it. And so they do. They eat pizza, pasta, they drink so much soda. And I was like, yes, it's going to be a great <laughs> night. We get to the venue, we walk in. I'm hungry. I'm like, we just ate. And they're like, no, but I want some popcorn. I was like, oh gosh. So we get in line, we wait like 45 minutes to get them popcorn, oh, ice cream, juice. And I was like, you know what, Perry, this is worth it. Relax, chill. So we, we watched the show and the show was incredible. And luckily, I guess the guy who stole the tickets knew I had kids. He had us situated right at the exit where both bathrooms were located. Mm. So it was just a quick, like, get up, go to the bathroom. I don't mm. have to worry about, like, leaving the kids by themselves. So it was only me. And so at the end of the show, get this, we're walking back. Like, okay, we're going to go back to Sabaro. I know it's closed. We're just going to stand out there so your parents can meet me. And then we can also take the lifts home. I'm hungry. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. They're like, no, for real, we're hungry. So there's a McDonald's and I take them there. And I tell you, I told the parents, I was like, I'm never having kids. <laughs> I couldn't afford them. I could not afford them. <laughs> they eat so much. So that was the funniest thing of that experience. Just like, wow, y'all eat a lot. I saw the pictures. It looked like you guys had a really fun time. Was that a lot of their first events that they'd gone to? Oh, that's so precious. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was. And it touched me to see them react in real time because I was into it too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also knew, like I said, it's different watching it now Yeah, because you know the business. So like you don't get too much into it. But when Bianca lost her triple threat match, um, I looked over and they were crying, like legit tears. One kid was, I couldn't, I couldn't like help him. He cried for like 30 minutes, literally. Roman Reigns came on and he loves Roman. He just cried. And I thought about what message that was sending, you know, like, is she a loser? You know, is she not good enough? And I often wonder, like, is that how they feel? So I told them, like, let's follow her storyline. And like, we, we went back and followed her journey into WrestleMania, which is why you saw the reaction that you saw, because I want them to know, like, so, like, redemption is real. And in life, we take L's. We know that that L will set us up to take a bigger W. Right. And so I think it's awesome to see that her story has impacted them the way that it has. Because like I said, it was it was their first experience. And so to see them go through the emotions of like the oohs and the ahs to the cheering and the screaming to the crying, it was, it was actually, it was, a, it was a lot for me to take. And I was just like, wow, like, dang, <laughs> you know? <laughs> How do you pick which matches that you and the students will watch during that time period? Do you choose them? Do you ask them for feedback? Or is it like a joint type of thing? It honestly depends on how much time we have. Because uh, I have a list of like my favorite things that I mm-hmm. like to watch. But then like I've had people reach out and like send me messages and like show the kids this. Mm-hmm. And I try to because I, I want to include every everyone. I don't even know how I'm going to do it. I've had people reach out and say they want to fundraise. I'm like, y'all, let me figure this out first. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just go within the moment. If it's that week we'll just pick the best match of that week or if it's their favorite. So like I'm trying to get them out of now th- their favorites because I want them to watch everyone and understand it, but it's difficult because all they want to see is the people who look like them, which right. is great. Um, 
but I also want them to start recognizing and understanding like this is how a show flows this is what booking looks like mm-hmm. um, and so like we go through it we talk about characters we talk about the two different kinds uh heel and baby face we talk about storyline we talk about in-ring psychology like do you see the facial expressions do you see the callback oh they picked up which is hilarious they picked up the SummerSlam callback with Becky and Bianca. They were like, uh-uh. They are like, no, Bianca, don't you shake a hand? Like, <laughs> like, so like they, they've, and I said, do y'all see how that works? They're like, yeah, we get it. So like, it's like picking those matches where it's like you have a lot to decompress at the end and like really like pick through and say, okay, this is why this happened or this is why this happened. And it's a sidebar. They hated Becky when she kicked her in the face and gave her a black eye. They were mad. I was there and I didn't realize that happened. Like, yeah, I didn't realize it happened. I was paying attention, but I didn't realize that she hit her, actually hit her in the eye until I saw her on Raw, what, the next night or the night after. And I was like, oh my God, what happened? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because like, I guess it's different in the the actual building. But yeah, we saw it live. Like, as soon as it happened, I was like, "Uh uh-oh. And then her face, she grabbed her face. Mm -hmm. And then like, Becky went, like, she kind of broke. Hey, Fabo, believe and like went to her, but then she realized, oh crap, I'm so crazy. I got to stop. <laughs> yeah, she knew it was a, it was an accident, but I liked it in the long grand scheme of things because it just added to like that will to want to succeed, even if you get hurt. Right. I want to talk about the reaction that you've received on Twitter. You received a lot of positive feedback on social media from adults who wish that they had a wrestling club when they were growing up. How does that make you feel? Heard. And understood because I wanted it, you know, um, like I said, we created our chain game, but it was, I would have killed to have that with a teacher, you know, to be able to like someone that you look up to to see that they share the same interests would have loved it. So I think it's dope to see like other adults say the same thing. Cause it's like, well, this is why I'm doing it, you know, so that kids don't have to grow up feeling like they don't have someone to connect to outside of their household. To piggyback off of that, I've seen some superstars recognize you. Do you remember the ones that have recognized your club off the top of your head? Uh, the biggest being Sasha Banks um, and the fact that she was like, she wants to come to our school, I'm trying to make it happen. Um, I want it to happen. Ricochet, who I love. Of course, my, my dude, Carmelo, um, he sent them personal like vid- videos of like thanking them and then, like, we'll send them like, it was the cutest thing. The kid was like, can I send Carmelo a message? I was like, why? I said, I want to tell him that I'm ready to take my state test and I don't miss. And I was like, yes. <laughs> like, um, so that was Big E, although he didn't see the club, he liked our bulletin board that we made. Same thing with Bianca. I don't know if she's seen the video yet, but she's also made a video for the school when I met her. DJ Wilson, who produced the Becky and Bianca match, saw the video. And those are the people that I can think of off the top of my head. Oh, cannot forget get the legendary HPK. How does it feel, you know, you mentioned that when you had your wrestling club with your brother and your friends, you guys role-played as HPK. And now to have him message you about your wrestling club, how does it feel for you? It's surreal. Like, to even know that he, like, knows of, like, what I do. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. And I told my brother, and he was like, no way. And I was like, yes way. And I'll never forget when the first tweet went viral. And he messaged me and was like, yo, you see this? And I was like, yeah, I was not expecting that. Like, no one, like, you know, I didn't expect people to like it the way that I like it. 
And so, yeah, it, it's surreal. Like I said, like Randy Orton's my favorite wrestler. And so to see him in person, to like almost touch him, like be like, yo, what's up? Like finally after all these years, stoked. You mentioned that you're trying to turn this into an official club. What are some goals that you have moving forward for this club? I want kids to, to know that this is a world that they can really live in. You know, I wish, I don't know if it's too late for me to work within WWE, but I want them to have that opportunity. So like I try to teach them, because I'm a creative writer, I'm a songwriter. And so like we do creative writing all the time in our class. And I'm like, this is creative writing at its best creating storylines, understanding the arc of a character, understanding why a character does what they do in the grand scheme of things. Um, journalism, like I try to teach them, like this is also a sport where you can actually be a journalist if you really love it. You can be a manager. You know, some of you guys, they have, these kids have some of the best personalities I've ever seen. And I'm like, you could take that and use it and shape it and craft it in a, in a sport that is, often underrated, but can bring the most joy out of any other sport. And so I just want to create awareness for them to understand like, this is not just about watching people wrestle. Like there's more to it than just that. I think it's incredible that you're sharing your journey on social media for people, whether they, you know, are in the same state as you or they're around the world, they can see the impact that you're leaving on these kids. It doesn't matter what age they are or if they're a guy or a girl, you're impacting them in such a positive way because they have that platform that they're able to enjoy. So I wish you the best of luck in getting the club finalized. And I look forward to seeing the journey and seeing where it goes. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Where can the people find you on social media to keep up? Twitter, Wallflower Perry, and Instagram, Wallflower Named Perry. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Wrestling Wind Down. You can find all of our other episodes available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and wherever else you listen to your podcast. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at WWDCAST. Let us know what you thought about the episode. What was your favorite part? Until next time, enjoy your wine, and of course, enjoy your wrestling. Cheers! Cheers.